think Laganja's got the message today. Loud and fucking clear, y'all. I got it. I got no, it from you. I got it from you. I am annoying. I am fake. Hold I'm not that. who I'm being. Hold I'm pretending to be I somebody not I'm not. No, that's what I did not want to make it, Ganja. Well, how am I supposed to feel in this moment? Ganja, I didn't want to make it that everybody was attacking you. I feel very attacked. Relax. 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 I just thought I was going to be able to come in here and be who I am and have a heart and show that to people and have them respect that. But I don't know why I expected anything different. It's just like the human race. We all are just fucking evil. Whatever. At the end of the day, I'm probably going to lip sync and they're going to send my ass home and you can all have a good time and laugh about that. That's not what the fuck it's about, Relax, relax, relax. Take it down to a two. This is just too fucking much. You broke me down. I feel like shit. I look stupid. God, this fucking sucks. I'd like to leave. I'd love to leave. Can y'all get my fucking nail that fell off? Because I'm such a disaster. Send me fucking home. I'm done. And, and that is, and we have been waiting all season, that is the <laughs> infamous untucked... Laganja meltdown, which and and, su and such a shame that it wasn't on the actual episode because we have to remember yeah. that it was on Untucked and some people don't watch Untucked and yeah. that it was like it's iconic. It's one of the best meltdowns in TV history oh. and uh, with so many one-liners. Not even just to mention the can somebody grab my nail because I'm such a fucking disaster. But right. the the human race is evil. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> Oh. I can't even. <laughs> when she says, I look stupid. Like, that. <laughs> and I know I'm laughing at someone's misfortune, but it's a TV show. I, I, and I have been quoting that last line wrong. She says, can someone pick up my fucking nail because I'm such a disaster, which has just as great of a syntax. It's fine. Yes. yes. Um, it's, I, I mean, it's so, I know that she she was on an episode of What's the Tea and they talked about it and she's talked about it since and I think she's kind of attributed some of this to like not having weed and she was having a lot of like withdrawal and, and whatnot. Though that being said, I also feel like I heard some tea that she had a whole bag of uh, weed cookies that she brought with her. So like, I don't know. I, I, I Especially because she's so, like when I hear that excuse of like the weed or whatever, it's like, hmm. I don't know, Laganja. You're kind of an unreliable narrator. You know, and and, and not, not for nothing. I mean, I don't know what kind of reaction they all expected to have because when you think about it, it's like they all knew that she is was a little unstable mm -hmm. and that she was putting things on and very oblivious. And even Courtney, after we we cut off the the, the scene here, but right after this, Courtney Act says. We did not handle that well. Yeah, yeah. And, and, it's, and it's true. It's true. They didn't handle it well. And, I mean, Bianca took this opportunity. She's like, this bitch is going home. There is this plot line here. There is this issue. I think this is going to make her for great TV. I think Bianca knew. And I'm not, I'm not knocking that. Because, like, here we are enjoying this moment so much. So, like, I'm not mad at Bianca for doing that. But it's just like, ooh, girl, you really, like, 
you really saved this for when, like, you really kicked the horse when it was down, didn't you? Why do we enjoy these meltdowns so much, though? You know, as reality TV show watchers, you know, yeah, they're calling out what we know is true, right? Like, they were mm-hmm. calling her on her shit that we've been talking about all season, that mm-hmm. she's, you know, kind of a phony, that it's all fine, kind of put on. And we're happy to see the man behind the curtain in a sense that it's just this little boy crying and screaming and needing – pining to go home and be be around people that, you know, aren't calling him out on his shit. Right. And like to be be fair to Laganja or Jay, the performer underneath, it's like I get that. I could see – I could see kind of – with with less self-awareness or a, or greater pressure i could see myself falling into a similar place not necessarily of of my fucking nail falling off because i'm a disaster but that sense of like i just need to get out of this pressure cooker i just need to get out of this all i'm getting is criticism all i'm getting is you're not good enough and there's nobody validating me and there's no break and there's no there's always a camera in my face like I she get- just she reminded me of my mom though, right? Where mm-hmm. it's up. Like, oh, I'm the worst mother ever. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm terrible. Hang me by my thumbs. Yeah. I'm leaving and <laughs> just then, and just yeah. gets out of the battlefield. You know. I'm gonna lip sync anyway. Who cares? Yeah. 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 Feel bad for me. I'm the worst. You know, almost kind of uh, beating people to the punch. Uh, you know, creating her own demise, uh, essentially. I mean, she started to spiral, and when you start to spiral, you can't stop. And And I think that's... We saw this. She was in that ridiculous wig. I look ridiculous. It's like, yep, yep, okay, you're finally seeing what's going on right now. Like, you Mm -hmm. absolutely look ridiculous. (laughs) Well, there's a shot of her after she leaves the gold bar, and she's standing in the, like, hallway, no shoes on, big fro still on, head hanging, crying, and, like... (laughs) squealing and it was just like oh god this is humiliating yeah oh poor girl i know and you know it it, it's it got me thinking about you know to your question of like why do we love these meltdowns so much because it makes me think of like i love you know my favorite part of a of any season of project runway is when they start to get really tired you know and they're just (laughs) they're just thinking about hemming and they just start to tear up and it's just I, oh my! I love it, and I I don't know if there's something cathartic. I mean, because I, I love like I love I love people crying in movies. I love meltdowns on t- on reality TV shows. As you like, say, talking through tears. Talking through tears. I love talking through tears. And there's I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's some kind of just like. Uh, I mean, some of it's like it's sort of cathartic in a way. I think there's just that like catharsis of watching somebody have a meltdown and like kind of going through that with them. Not like completely. Well, it's rubber. It's rubbernecking on television, right? We're basically right. rubbernecking. Right, right. I mean, this is the television version of of a train wreck. Of yeah, of a a total car accident on the highway. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it totally. There's probably all kinds of psychological reasons why this is because it's not just us. Everybody loves this shit. Everybody loves these meltdowns. There's a reason they're in all these shows. There's a reason The Bachelor is just mostly women crying and occasionally getting a rose. You know, like it's. For some reason, like, that's what hooks us. And so, uh, and it got me thinking about some of the other meltdowns in Drag Race history 
Um, yes, yes. Well, but before we go through those, would you mind introducing uh, our listeners to us? Oh, oh, do they not know? Oh, oh, they must not know where they are. Well, let me let well, them the Mary, know. Well, the Marys know. But the, the Marys know. know. Our new we have Marys. quite a few listener, uh, new listeners, actually. So. Oh, that's true. Well, well for, for our new Marys, before we get ahead of ourselves, this is, of course, another episode of All Right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary, which is our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little TV show. Uh, And today, obviously, we are continuing our recap of season six. And today it is the, uh, I never know the names of the episode, Drag Queens of Comedy. Drag Queens of Comedy. Drag Queens of Comedy, um, and which is an iconic season six episode. And we started off, of course, with like the most iconic element of this episode, which is the Laganja meltdown in Untucked, uh, and and so that. If it really... ain't green, I'm not interested. Oh, oh man, I can't wait to talk about like when when she's under the table. You know, like oh. 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 we'll get <laughs> okay, there. Okay, so so. But but before we get there, there are some other meltdowns in Drag Race history. I was kind of thinking through the seasons, what were like the big meltdowns, and I'm sure I'm gonna miss. So, and there's some obvious ones I'm missing, but these were just kind of like off the cuff. Um, season one, which I know is the lost season, and I don't even remember all the details, but I do remember, I think when they were doing the Viva Glam uh, cosmetics challenge, the commercial, and it was all for um, HIV, re- HIV uh, research or something like that. I don't remember. That was the one that Angina won, and then she revealed she was right. HIV positive. Well, I think... Rebecca Glasscock had a meltdown. I think she had a friend who had passed away from HIV or was HIV positive, and she like stormed off to the bathroom and had one of those like slam in the bathroom door in the camera's face moments. Uh, and it's I mean it's interesting because it's so we don't see anybody go to the bathroom in, dra- in Drag Race, right? And so it was like so Drag Race season one. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, drag queens need to go there too. They do. They do need to untuck and roll it out, but. Uh, every once in a while. But uh, then season two, I was trying to think if there were any... The only one I could think of was early on when Mystique was trying to defend her mall wear, which is an untucked clip. And a lot of... Untucked for season two is kind of hard to find. But she... We may have talked about this in the past, but... So they had the Country Western Challenge, and Mystique came right. out in those, like, pants, and that just, like... Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, that terrible. Talbot's top, yeah. And... Uh, they were all kind of criticizing it and she was like would you let me explain and then she was like I didn't want to offend anybody at home and they were like what are you talking about like that doesn't explain why you're wearing those pants like (laughs) it's and it was actually that meltdown is very is very much a um, a a cousin to the Laganja meltdown because you're watching somebody who doesn't have a point and who knows mm-hmm. they're spinning out of control and knows they're about to go home and knows they, they're not right. And they're just trying to get everyone off their back. And they don't have oh, a good yeah. enough reason, you know? Right. Uh, well, and the best way to get people off your back is to beat them to the punch mm-hmm. and, you know, say bad things about yourself in the hopes that they're going to be like, no, 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 no. It's okay. We don't mean that. Stop. Right. But, you right. know, it never happens because no. they're like, yep. <laughs> right, 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 and then and then the person's like hurt that they're confirming it. Yeah, sure. sure. Uh, season three, there's two great meltdowns. I mean, there's there's a bunch. Season three has some great fights, but there's I can't. Two... I you're you're so much. 
you're so much more, you know, uh, Akila and the Bee about this. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't remember. I, I just don't remember season three's meltdowns. Who is it? Uh, so there's, there's a couple that I love. There's one, there's Delta after the comedy challenge in the Untucked when she, cause she's already lip synced twice and she doesn't want to have to do it again. And she has this really like dramatic moment where she like takes off her wig and she's like on her knees, like pretending like, oh, Rue, pick me, please pick me. Like the whole idea of lip syncing to win. She's like, I don't remember this. this at all. Oh, it's a great clip. Untucked season three is amazing. There's so much in there. It changes the whole season. If you don't watch, for, for the people out there, like you said, some people don't watch Untucked. Season three is a totally different experience if you don't watch Untucked. There's okay. so much that happens. Um, and I totally recommend it, even if just for that, that meltdown. But the other one that I think most people would know about is Yara Sophia in the final, in her last lip sync against Alexis, when she just, ugh, which is so heartbreaking. It's so sad. And, and she has a similar feeling of like, what am I doing? Like, what is this? Like, mm. she just can't keep it up anymore. And it's, I don't know, I, that, because that was the first season I saw. And, I, and it wasn't until watching that season again later that like that moment was so impactful. Like you think about that happening in season eight you know what i mean if somebody did that in season eight or even like an, a, a recent season where it's like oh my god they just collapsed on stage during a lip sync it's just uh yeah it's uh, a very uh. sad human moment and then when i thought of season four all i could think of was fifi o'hara yelling at people so <laughs> i don't even know if there's like a specific one yeah i don't know if there was like necessarily like people breaking down and crying in season four yeah, uh, with Sharon Needles and and that that team with Laganja, I guess wasn't there a sad moment between Laganja and Oh no, my, I'm thinking of um, All Stars, uh, not Laganja, Latrice, yeah. Latrice. Oh yeah, um, um, I mean there probably there probably was. I couldn't think of anything. I mean I, I just kept thinking of Didn't uh, Juju B cry with somebody during a lip sync? That would be the All Stars season one Raven and Juju lip sync, which was Raven next and on my Juju. Lips. Yes. Yeah, next yes. on my list. That was that on your I, lips. On my lips. Yeah. Excuse me. It was on my lips. Uh, I was about to sink that on my lips. Yeah. I. That is a great. I mean, crying through a lip sync is the same as talking talking through tears. It's the same as Meryl Streep in the hours, you know, just having bad hostess syndrome, just great monologue sure, in that movie. Sure, sure, uh, sure, sure. It's the same Annette thing ben, Annette Benning in um, American Beauty, mm-hmm. cry, shut up, baby, you baby, shut up, shut up. Yeah, amazing. Right, right. Because, <laughs> you know, and it's that whole thing of like, it's it's like the opera of it, you know, when they're crying in a lip sync, it really is the opera of drag, you know what I mean? Like, right, 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 right. It's very Pagliacci. Uh, yeah. the, the clown crying, uh, mm-hmm. yes. Yes. Yeah. Hey, kimchi. Yeah. It's... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's very poetic. It's it's a big art. It's an artistic moment, you know, because it's bigger mm-hmm. than the art itself. It's exactly. Yeah. And so that uh, that moment is great. And then in season five, the only one I could think of, there's probably others, but what jumped out to me was, remember when they had that crying mini challenge where they all had to get into black and like tell different sad stories and start to cry oh, and then yeah. detox like detox. she was like i'm sorry like this is, i just i can't do this I just right can't now. do this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And that was, I, I think i don't know i heard somewhere maybe people were talking about it on the subreddit of like oh do you think that was real how did that happen and i was like yeah no i 
I think even though it's a reality show and there's a lot of producing, there's those moments where you can tell, okay, this is just somebody being a human being. Well, well, I'll say, I mean, Roxy, her meltdown in season five. Oh, oh, I can't believe I did. Oh my God, I can't believe I didn't I mean, mention. Yeah. She, you know, when talking about her mom leaving her and her sister, it was a huge breakthrough for her at a big moment. And, yeah. and one that, you know, really spoke to a lot of people, even though she was a villain, there was this sense of like, oh God, this poor, yeah. poor little boy. You know, you see the little boy underneath all that makeup crying. Yeah, yeah and then when, when that was yeah, for that moment. Yeah, I mean that definitely the detox one is still really uh, interesting, but that is a, the biggest one, obviously, of season five. Um, and of course, she has like she's crying. She's like, I'm so tired. Uh, and it's like, oh God. I think sometimes saying I'm so tired is like just a great way of getting that feeling out. Like when you're at that ed- end of your rope, it's just like I am just so tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, and and I know this is a dark place, especially for LGBTQ listeners and and people aware of it. But like one of the things that a lot of people that are thinking about suicide is that they're tired of living, right? It's mm-hmm. the exhaustion of how much depression and how every day is a struggle because mm. of the pain that they're enduring or that has manifested in in whatever it is. Uh, yeah, and so you think about the pain that Roxy carries every single day that she probably, you know, I don't know if she's talked to a therapist about that hasn't yeah. released that. And then all right. of a sudden on this show, she's tired and she's tired of so many other things that that weight can't continue anymore. So she has to just drop it and she drops it on the runway. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, it's funny because, you know, people have criticized her saying, oh, you use that moment to like save yourself in the lip sync. If you watch the untucked, she talks about it in the untucked, which is obviously before the lip sync. And I yeah. can totally see how a lip sync and having this moment of like being chosen or being like rejected in a way could just be like, uh, like all brought up in that moment. You know what I mean? Because that's yeah, really... I don't think it's opportunistic. I think no. it's I think the, the the moment in the untucked lounge or the interior illusions lounge mm. um was kind of like a oh yeah. And mm-hmm. then it just kind of it kind of just keeps going. Mm-hmm. Um it's almost like a trigger, right? With uh, sexual assault survivors there's uh that th- this idea of a trigger and that trigger will just start to permeate and reverberate and reverberate and reverberate until it, it becomes so overwhelming. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And you can't stop it um, because there was that trigger that 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 brought back that moment of of pain. Um, and so I feel like that might have been in the interior illusions lounge. It might have been her trigger. And then the runway happened, you know, whatever, an hour later, two hours mm-hmm. later. And she's just like, oh, my God, that fucking happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really. Uh, yeah, that is a very um, it's a shame that people I mean, in a way, it. It's so weird that people joke about the being left at the bus stop because when you really think about it, it's like that's a sad fucking story. Well, well, yes, but you know, people joke about Donald Trump and people joke about you know nuclear war and and the Holocaust. I mean, there's, I mean, we talk about the Anne Frank uh, 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 snatch game character that what's sure Trixie, yeah, like, yeah. Sometimes you know, and and RuPaul talks about this. Uh, she talked about this, I think, on the last podcast. Um, we, we take irreverent things because that's really the only way we can deal with it yeah no it's true i mean that's that's definitely a part of it is like i mean katya joked about it because she's like oh my god yeah like that yeah. is awful you know and mm-hmm. uh, anyway uh, and we have a, to turn was, this into something else yeah exactly yeah. because mm-hmm. to because it's like the elephant in the room it's like roxy we know this about you shit you know yeah. it's like i have to acknowledge it somehow and i'm not going to acknowledge it by you know 
making it this therapeutic moment, I'm going to use my own therapy and, and make a joke. Right, uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and for some people, that's offensive, and I, and I get that. Sure, I understand that. Um, so season – you know what's funny? I was thinking about season seven and season eight, and I was just like, was there any, like, real – you know, we talked a little bit last week about how there wasn't, like... I was saying there wasn't a lot of drama in season eight and that there wasn't, like, this kind of pitch, you know? Um, there were certainly confrontations and conflicts. But with Kimchi, Kimchi on the runway, dealing with her body issues and dealing with her not being good enough, mm-hmm. for, for me, that was drama. And then you have oh. you have Chi-Chi. That makes uh, me think of Kimchi at the end, at, at the top four when she's doing her speech and she oh, starts yeah. to cry. Oh, that's what it is. That's the moment. Because... Oh. oh, kimchi, you know, I I knew Bob should win, but there was there was things like that, that like kimchi, I just, there was so much heart, you know what I mean? You're just like, oh God, I just, I mean, there was something about kimchi being the three rejected things in the gay community. She was femme, fat, and Asian, you know? And I just think, oh, like there was something poetic about the idea of that succeeding, you know? Mm, um, right. For, and, and again, we've talked about this before. You know, we the show often goes for the underdog. It mm-hmm. is often kind of uh, fighting for uh, the underdog because so many of our of the watchers of Drag Race were the underdog, and so yeah. the Jinx monsoons and the Sharon needles and the odd one out uh, amongst the mean pretty girls is right. often the one that that the audience will root for because we feel that right. That's right. why there's so mm-hmm. much hate for Alaska. Why there was so much hate for Roxy. Um, mm-hmm. Why there's so much hate for Fifi because they represented some someone in their life. Mm-hmm, uh, totally. And so Kimchi's story was perfect because she uh, highlighted everything that you know a lot of people really grasped onto. Yeah, yeah. Uh, season seven, honestly, the only like jumping back to that, the only meltdown I can really think of is unfortunately so manufactured, and it was <clears throat> it was the episode, the snatch game episode with Max on the runway when like. He had to take his corset off, and then he was sitting. All of it was manufactured. All of it was, like, they totally fucked him over with that. None of that was... Yeah. I mean, it, it happened, but it was, like, it. they give the queens often a break. Um, you know, like, because they're standing up there for hours. And so if they're in a tight corset, it's like, okay, maybe you need to get out of it for a minute. And then she was having trouble breathing. It wasn't even during her, uh, like, critiques. And then right. Paul had suggested to sing something to kind of, like determine what her you know capacity was and so that's why she was sitting there on the stairs singing and they edited it to make her look crazy and i just like shady like sure that was a she she may have really shit the bed on snatch game but she didn't deserve that kind of like send home you know Uh, but i think season seven had um there was a pearl meltdown wasn't there didn't she cry it, towards the end, when when they were like showing her the picture, and like Rue was trying to get her to tell her her story, like which which mm-hmm. Pearl was just not having, uh, you know, Kennedy yelled in, in Untucked at one point, but big deal. I I just don't think there was any. There was the, when they did the Shakespeare challenge uh, when they were rehearsing. I think it was Jaden who cried. Oh. Uh, and actually, I just remembered what the what the meltdown of season seven was, and it was Katya when she was talking to Miss Fame and they were talking about sobriety oh, about, and how, yeah, sobriety. how hard it was to say, oh, oh, I can feel uh, it. Just think, oh my God, that scene, I can't even talk about it. Oh, that scene was heartbreaking. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot about that. So heartbreaking. Oh. Uh, uh, and, and then the yeah. meltdown of All Stars, right, was 
obvious. We talked obvious. about this just, just last month. Alaska. Yeah. Uh, Alaska, right. Yeah, really. I mean, oh, and, and her meltdown was, I mean, it was an all-stars meltdown. It was like, sure. it was huge. It was great. It was well-staged. I mean, it, 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 it certainly wasn't, it certainly wasn't Laganja. No, but I mean, like when I think about the Alaska meltdown, I, all I think about is the way that she was sitting in that chair in that certain way with a certain angle with Roxy behind her and Detox behind her and Alyssa and Katya across the room. And it was just so perfectly shot. And I'm not saying it was fake. It was just a fabulous moment in television. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. all. It was just yes. a great. Uh, and, and what she was going through, like, I fucked up. All right, I fucked up, you know, and she was doing so well. <laughs> and I got that feeling, too, of just like, oh, like... I can't get this far and go home. You've got to be fucking kidding me. I've been killing this. Come on. And I get that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there have just been... And, and I'm sure there's ones we've missed. And if there are people listening who... If, we, if we've missed something very obvious, then you can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com and let us know what your favorite meltdowns from Drag Race were or what meltdowns we missed. Well, all right. Well, I think we should just get right into Queens of Comedy and Drag Queens of Comedy is a coming. You got me, gals. You got me, gals. So, so uh, you know, I'm looking at my notes and starting right after the the elimination and right back in the workroom and starts up. There is that moment where they're talking. Well, no, the non-elimination, I should say. And there is that moment where they're talking about it, and Courtney says. You know, God, if if you went home, I was gonna like, you know, uh, I was gonna riot, and she was gonna say, "No, you you you've made the wrong decision," and it's yeah. so shady. It's so but shady. I, I feel like it's very um, edited, though. That, yes. that part. I was just like, saying, whether it's went, real or not. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like it was a joke, and people laughed, but they edited that all out. They just like cut to. Uh, what's her face? Uh, Darian oh, Lank. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then of course, uh, we get Laga- an earful of Laganja. You're not going to congratulate Adore and I. And she makes it about her. Uh, I know. And it was like, well, no, not really. It it, it wasn't that <laughs> impressive of a win. Uh, I, I have to agree with Michelle Visage here. <laughs> Such a nasty bitch. <laughs> Leah Remini. Such a nasty bitch. <laughs> Leah um, Remini. So after that whole thing, it then, you know, I have been, you know, I have, as our, as our loyal Marys know, and our new Marys going to find out, the, the queens I'm watching a little bit closer this season are, of course, Courtney Act and Jocelyn Fox. And she's the fox. And her name's Jocelyn, and she's the fox. And so we are arriving at what is my second favorite Jocelyn Fox moment in the show. My first sure. being the, 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 oh, no, she better don't rap. And I just, I just think Jocelyn is fabulous in that. And in this one, in this moment, you know, Courtney, I think that Courtney is right when she says, you know, the look tonight wasn't as well executed as the vision in your head, I think. I think that that's a fair point. I think Courtney had an idea, or Jocelyn had an idea, but no, it wasn't. It, it didn't I, turn out the way we. Yeah, you could see it. it was like it was like. And no offense to any of our Canadian listeners, but it was kind of like this Canadian take on what she was going for. Like it right. was kind of almost there, but like you know, it's it's you know it's Canadian television because right. it's like oh, okay, right? It's like <laughs> girl that is not New York City. Stop trying to play Toronto. Just make it Toronto. I made yeah, Toronto. make it Toronto. Yeah, like, Toronto. I love I love when things are Canadian in Canada. I don't yes. want them to be filmed in Canada and pretending to be the United States. 
I right, want right. To Property be. Brothers does that all the time. I'm yeah. like, we know this is in America. Right. Like, we know. Right, right. It's like, no, no, no. That's some, that's some Toronto realness right there. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, Courtney goes on to say, you know, but if you want anything, I got a whole box of shit. And Jocelyn, it's, oh, I just love that she's just like, I got a whole rack a whole of things. Rack of <laughs> yeah. She got her arm out. I just, I love that moment. I, um, yeah, and then she she finally kind of uh, realizes, you know, why you should never meet your idols because right. they constantly fall. And she says, she's like, you know, I don't think I look up to her that much anymore. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, Jocelyn, you're growing up a little bit. Right. Um, not not for nothing. I mean, Courtney, I feel like is somebody to look up to because she is so polished and she does have her shit together. Like she was, she was trying to help Jocelyn. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, I do believe she's trying to help her, but she wasn't doing it. Like very well. Like she, she yeah. did have this air of West Hollywood in her, where she's just kind of like, yeah, I'm just gonna bash you a little bit. It's like, yeah. well, come on, you, you can't beat up the puppy. You gotta teach the puppy. You can't just like push, push mm-hmm. the. You can't just push the bird out of the nest sometimes. You right. Know? Right. Well, and it's interesting because you know, Courtney. I think in her mind, I think that she is really offering to help, but it's. And it's interesting how at the same time Bianca has been helping all these girls and it doesn't come off this way at all, you know? It's... Some, I feel like with Laganja it did. With Laganja it it was a little misguided. With, I with do Laganja think she... I felt like it, there was a, like – she was kind of helping her but she was also kind of like – yeah, but if she had actually her. like if she actually like drag mothered her the way that she did with Trinity and took the um, the Roy tone as opposed to the Bianca tone and pulled her aside and said, "Listen, yeah, like I like I just want to talk to you. Like this is what I'm noticing. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you you can do this. Like you can do this. You're a very talented queen. Blah 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 blah. But she didn't. She chose the stage. She chose to call her out in front of other people, in front of yeah. the cameras mm-hmm. when Laganja was being on. Yeah. I, there, it's a little it was it wasn't that helpful for Bianca to call out Laganja that no. way. And I feel like Courtney is kind of uh it's it's not the same way that Bianca called out Laganja, but Courtney the way that she's doing this with with Jocelyn Fox is controversial. It is um it it's it's bringing on a fight rather mm-hmm. than bringing on uh you know something other than defense. Yeah, and I think I think the reason that we're not why why we don't see whether it happens or not, we don't see Bianca giving Laganja the same kind of help that she was giving Trinity is because she is just like she's over it, which is what we see going into the next morning when they come back into the workroom and Laganja is full on. She's got that fucking no smoking sign uh, in her hair. God. The, the whole look. Yeah. And, and Bianca is like, not your mama, not your mama. Yeah. And it's, it's a little just like my name's Bianca. And it's like, you probably have to say that because you're on Drag Race. Cause it's really like my name's Roy. You know what I mean? Like your name's not Bianca. Um, but so I think that there's really that element of just like, okay, I am so tired of this. I don't want to mother you. I want to smother you, you know? Like, I'm done. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know? oh God. Um, <laughs> oh, God. It's like she turns from, like, you know, the mama in Dumbo to the mama in Medea. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, she. it, it just... Uh, it, it's just not the child that she wants to bear. So, uh, so then the mini challenge, and it gets, does not bear repeating, and it does not bear repeating. No. Um, so the mini challenge is announced, and they're doing these upside down chin lip syncs, which is very funny. Adores is hilarious. Oh my god! I thought it was a really, really funny challenge. I thought, you know, I was watching it again. You remember 
it was it was a meme during the during the election. There was like that blobfish that looked like Ted Cruz. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> Such a great meme. Such a yeah. great meme. <laughs> they also they all kind of looked like the Ted Cruz blobfish in drag. Um, and <laughs> and I loved. It was so true. It was so Trinities. funny when Jocelyn said it looked just like vivacious. <laughs> I couldn't believe how true that was. That was so funny. Um, I don't know. Uh, and the song the song was actually, you know, well-placed. It was a great song mm -hmm. to do that upside down lip sync to because yeah. it was so robotic and lots of mouth movements. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I wasn't of, mad you know, at RuPaul. Pseudo rap. Yeah. Pushing her, pushing her music in there because it was a good fit. Uh, I would say because of that commentary about Trinity's chin that Jocelyn won. I don't know if if her lip sync was really any better than anyone else's, but right, she right. won. Yeah, yeah, they kind of just pick it out of nowhere. Yeah. Totally, it's like how Laganja yeah. won last week for you know rubbing a yam against her chest. It was like that's what uh, right. it takes. Yeah, okay. well, that's easy. It's yeah. every Friday night. Yeah, you know, right. I'm doing it right now, folks. You know? <laughs> All right, Mary. <laughs> All right, Mary. Uh, and so, uh, he, and and for the record, he is doing it right now. Right now, I got some huge nails on. I got some rough nut play <laughs> later on. So. Oh God! Oh God! It's not called fisting; it's called clawing. You know, yeah, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Uh, inquire within if you're interested, folks. All right, my podcast at gmail dot com. <laughs> So the, the challenge is announced. They're doing the stand-up comedy challenge, as we know. And uh, this, this is actually this – I love this moment when Jocelyn's trying to do the order of, of the queens. And then Courtney is saying, well, here's what you do. Like you put Bianca first, then you put whoever you want to throw into the bus afterwards. And then you put me second last, and then you last. And you last. And then Bianca is, looks at you and shady, goes, bitch. she's yeah. like, that's just shady. And I, <laughs> you know, I know that I go back and forth about Bianca, but in that moment I was like, exactly. There's a huge difference. Like, because Bianca is like, she she makes a good point. She's like, yesterday you're telling her that her drag's ugly. Now you're telling her that she, you know, that she should go after you. It's like, you're just a nasty cunt. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, but like, but like, I, I feel like Courtney had a smirk on while she was saying that. Like, it was clear that she wasn't seriously giving her advice. She's like, right. oh yeah, this is how you should do it. You should put Bianca first mm -hmm. and then put me second to last and then you last. Like, it was just not, it wasn't serious. No, of but you know, not. I get it. I get it. Bianca was, you know, calling a spade a spade, but it was like, okay, like she was kidding. Calm down, right. Mary. Right. Well, without Calm sounding, down, Beyonce. Yeah, right. Well, without sounding terribly pretentious, I. I, there's no way to say this without, so I'm just going to like go for it. You know, dive in, girl. I did live in Australia at, some, at one point, and it is a totally... Oh, uh, good night, mate. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, uh, no. Oh, I know. I know, right? Oh, good. So good. <laughs> uh, and so uh, it, there is, there is a, obviously, and I don't think you have to live in Australia to know this, but like, it's one thing to see it on TV. It's another thing to just interact with people on a regular social basis. That it really is a very deadpan, straight-faced sense of humor. And it, and and Courtney is very much just being very Australian in that moment. And they're editing out the part where she smiles and, and laughs afterwards. Like, you know. Right, right. They're just taking that out. And it's kind of like um, they do this with Darian a lot this season, even though, you know, she's 
from wow. Rochester, New York, where Darian does this real deadpan stuff. But like, if they showed the whole clip, you know she's kidding. You know, yeah, she does that later. Um, when when Benda Lacreme is like, oh, I think I'm just gonna tell stories, and she's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. yeah, a knee slapper, yeah, or something. yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Where it's like. If you're and they the... clearly edited out every reaction around that. Like, people probably laughed. Right, totally. I think that, like, especially when you see Darian's act, you know, in, in this episode, it's like, well, this is just how Dar- Darian tells jokes. It's it's, yeah. it's nasty. Like, they even do it. Not she had a great ahead. joke. She had a great joke. She had all of them, but... I mean, I they... love that joke about the, uh, the the falling on her head. Uh, oh, oh yeah, but, yeah. You know, <laughs> nobody held. held you. Yeah, yeah, you held. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, But they even do it with the commercial break of Darian saying, "Oh, did you all come here on the Ark?" And then they do that dun right. dun, and all these upset old people. And in reality, the joke landed yeah. brilliantly. Yeah. yeah. So I don't I know think... about brilliantly, but it landed. Yeah. Oh, I, that's one of my favorite jokes from the whole uh, stand up. All of the all of the queens. Really? My, one really? of my favorite ones. I love that one. No, I love the one. Her, her the best. One of the best ones was the falling on your head one. It was well, just like, oh, you have to be held. It was, I mean, that was great. That was brilliant. I just thought the delivery of like the way she hit arc was so. I don't know. I just loved it on the arc. Like I just, I don't know that joke. That that was. Um... And then of course she dresses in a, as an elephant later. Anyway. So. Oh. <laughs> no. Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, so. Um, then we see Ben practicing his Dalaisms, and I know we talked about this a little bit last week, but uh, I'm really—it's just like Ben. This is like a perfect opportunity, and Rue actually, when he's talking to Rue later, like says, "I this is a perfect opportunity to like emotionally show like who I am, like what Michelle's asking for," and I it really. Um, I, I just don't understand Ben's logic. I just don't get why you would go so deep into this character again and think that just because you're wearing a different dress, like that that means that we're seeing who Ben de la Creme is and not who Dela is, you know? He should have been in the bottom. <sighs> so tell us some jokes. I mean, it was a great, it was a <laughs> great <know>. moment. <laughs> yeah. You know, Eckler moment. <laughs> and and I, I'll talk about Ben when we get to Ben. I, I agree with you, but I, ha, you know, I, I can see why he was spared. Um, we we have the clip in at this point in the episode where Jocelyn's talking about how stand up is not her cup of soup. Uh, oh, cup that of soup, was a great cup, little moment. Was yeah, so yeah. cute. She's okay. very. Um, we see a lot more of Jocelyn in this episode, like when she's picking the the lineup and obviously the stand up act, and of course the lip sync. And I I'm not. Oh saying, wait, that's me. Oh wait, <laughs> that's me. Like she's kind of charming and and sweet. And like I don't know. Yeah, I, she's very charming. I, I, I like charming. Jocelyn. I think that she's. Uh, I think she's cute. Uh, and of course, there is that. There is this moment. There's this odd. There's like an energy shift in the episode. There's kind of a, a silence, and then Courtney asks, "So where did Laganja go?" And, oh right. And I kind of feel like this is like. I mean, we know that the meltdown is coming. We know that the collapse of Laganja is coming. But I really think it's when she's under the fucking table. Uh, and dreaming Dave Matthews band that she is oh Jesus I know yeah it's a shout out to your older sister uh, oh my god they listened to it obsessively crushed on him did the dance that he does at the microphone it's just like oh my god Dave uh, you know that my sister's screen name was DMB 3005 on course. AOL because 3004 3, 2, and 1 were all taken yeah uh, <laughs> 
Uh, uh, the only reason she liked Dave Matthews Band is because her older sister liked it. Sorry, guys. Sorry. You're learning way too much about my family. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We, we we sprinkle in personal details on, on All Right, Mary. Uh, like, I think about how Squirrel Friends, like, they just, they, they have a whole section of their show. Oh, they... great podcast. If you're going to listen to another uh, uh, Drag Race podcast, listen to Squirrel Friends. Yeah. Yeah. And they're doing, I think they're recapping season three right now. But they'll... They'll spend like the first half hour of their episode just like talking about what's going on in their life. It's like, oh, I see. I think we. Just um, you know, to... I have to say, I have to say, uh, with uh, Dave Matthews Band, um, I do a, I do a mean impression of Dave Matthews, and it's only because his voice is in the same kind of arena as Cher, mm-hmm. as Creed, as Kings of Leon. It's kind of this like chewed. Which, yes. you know? Yeah, we talk. That's that she thing that I hate. Up in the morning, <laughs> you know, it's just this very like her. Yeah, yeah. Her. when they're chewing on their words, and yeah, we, have, we talked about that a, a week, couple weeks ago, and we had a whole list like when Alanis Morissette does that. Uh, oh sure. Sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah, yeah, and I mean, you also don't like um, a blues traveler. Oh that, God, uh, yeah, 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 uh, right. blues traveler and Dave Matthews Band. That's just like, ugh. I, all I hear is a toilet flushing. I just don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I mean, there are people that, you know, say that about Cher and Bjork and Alanis. It's just like, it's just a cat dying, guys, yeah. to a melody. You know, yeah. it's like, I get it. I, I get I it. I get it. Know? I get it. But my opinion's right. You know? But come on, Alanis. Oh, my opinion right. is right. Alanis, Alanis is fabulous. Right? It's like you've got Alanis Morissette or you've got John Popper sweating behind a, a harmonica <laughs> with five more hanging off of his, like, cargo vest. In a bowler hat and a neck beard. Oh, God, uh, the bowler hat kills you. I know it. I know oh, the bowler hat kills it, you. Like, I, you know, it, it's, it's as if he's like, oh, hey, it, it's kind of it's kind of bright out here. I'm going to put my transitional lenses on. That's the only <laughs> thing that's going to take it over the edge. Oh, my me. God. Oh, my God. If he started, if he brought out a vape pen. Oh, <laughs> or, God. like, not a vape pen. One, one of those, like, e-cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah a, and, and blue big clouds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as if that's impressive. Smoke the goddamn cigarette, man. <laughs> yeah. God, Mary, just smoke it. Uh, but anyway. Uh, no offense to all of our vapors. We're yeah. happy that you've made that transition. It's a lot healthier. It's just, uh, come on, guys. It's a lot healthier, but, you know, it's like, okay, all right. Just do it, you know, do, right. it, alone. do it alone. Stop <laughs> trying to be impressive with a cloud of vapor. Like, oh, God. Uh, yeah. You're not Yellowstone <laughs> National Park. Stop acting like you're blowing my mind. <laughs> Oh yeah, there's an Eve reference, right? It's like yeah. you're not gonna blow my mind here. Okay? No, yeah, you're not I know. Eve. Yeah, you're not Eve. <laughs> you're nobody. Uh, you're not even Trina. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so speaking of blowing clouds, uh, you know, oh, yeah, let's we, go for it. The ganja yeah. under the table and dreaming. Under the table, band, yes. Yeah. Uh, with her yeah. stupid, you know, barrette that says no smoking that she got in the hotel room. Right, right, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm sure one of the producers was like, <laughs> This will really impress them. Sorry. <laughs> like, you know you have to put that back right. You know we will take that out of your, your booking fee. Um, check your contract. So the ganja is under the table and, and – being a nightmare. Oh, it's painful. And... It's painful. Which is like, oh, need a good transition. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, just, yeah, like, yeah. I'm just like dying. I'm di- I'm like pulling my hair out, Mary. I'm yeah. like 
cringing because I'm like, oh no, what is her stand up gonna be? Well, and and it's funny when those, some of that. Well, she, and she's so with... excited about it too. She's yeah. just like, it's the perfect opportunity to introduce Laganja and this character. I'm like, girl, oh girl. girl. Well, and then Ben asks her, how's it going under there? And Laganja has one of those. She's. She's flying the plane and she doesn't know how to land it. She's like, oh, I'm just trying to remember what it was like to, you know, uh, be in a tent and, you know, channel that inner child, okay? And it's like, girl, land the punchline. Land the punchline. What is it? What do you know you're not. You're trying to make this uh, up as you're going along and you're not quick enough. Uh, and we know that uh, because we saw uh, you later in a stand-up challenge. Like, <laughs> you're not – you're just not – like, stop trying to be She's witty. such a fucking disaster. Such a fucking disaster. Uh, I look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I look stupid. Uh, you know, and I, I, what I thought in this moment of the episode, because she has a couple of these okays, is I would love to get a super cut of the occurs. Not even okays, they're occurs. There's so many oh. little ones at, at, at different, you know what I mean? Like, at different pitches and different lengths. Right. Right. Uh, I would maybe it's out there. I would love a season six sure, supercut yeah. of the sure. of the Laganja occurs. Um, so Rue comes to visit. Uh, we kind of talked about you know the visit with Ben already. That you know Rue's like oh you know Michelle's saying you're kind of hiding behind a character, and Ben's like well here's a great opportunity to like show her what she wants to see, which uh, as we see on the she runway does. later, it's not ex- at all what she was looking for. Um, Rue talks to Bianca, who basically just makes him laugh for three minutes, and then she, you know, right. goes on its way. It's like, okay, well, you're like, going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, got it. So you're going to win this challenge. Got it. Um, and then with Trinity, it was like deja vu. We were right back to that, like, I don't know what I'm going to do, and I'm just not sure yeah. what I'm going to show you. And and it was... Well, that could have also been edited. You know, that could have mm-hmm. also been edited. Mm-hmm. Because clearly, I mean, I feel like those sessions with Rue were... Either very forced or or they're a lot longer. Like I feel like she talks to them for a little while, yeah, um, mm-hmm. and and tries to guide them. I mean, because there's there's no question she she was she, she created a great standup. Well, so here's I agree. I thought that her standup was great. I thought that she certainly did overcome that block, that saboteur. There was we may have talked I'm so about this at one point. I'm so proud to so see it. So proud to see it. So proud to see it. Uh, there, there was some tea floating around the subreddit, and I don't know if I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah. Ask. suggesting that the jokes were written for her by producers. And I mean, oh, oh, oh you're, 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 you're ripping the curtain away. I'm so I know. upset. I know, and I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying that some, and maybe it was just because it was because so. Because that like, that joke about the my my sister died because she went deaf or I got an ear infection. I mean, clever as shit. Clever as that shit. wasn't her joke. She had ghostwriters. Maybe. I mean, she she certainly delivered it well. I think that she. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I think about like when she said we were good times poor. It was like that doesn't feel like a something Trinity would come up with, you know? Really? Yeah, because I just feel like that's such a. Like I just, I just feel like Trinity's kind of too young to make that reference. I'm not. I mean, listen, I'm too young to make that reference. I didn't watch Good Times either. But Trinity doesn't read to me as like, like what it makes me think of is there was the episode of What's the Tea when Bruce Valanche was on, and they were talking about that thing. And I, I did this, so I totally get it through your childhood, where you're just archiving and documenting pop culture information, and you're just taking in all these references and all of these ideas. And like 
in, in, in you know alone in your room you're just kind of like cataloging right. you know some yeah, especially for little gay boys gay boys do that a lot right yep yeah. and i mean i was doing that with <clears throat> 70s disaster movies you know like right. there is a right. i i i knew who shelly winters was when i was 10 you know and yeah. so yeah like i can make a shelly i was doing reference. that with the 50s doo-wop girls like that mm -hmm. was yeah exactly yeah right and so these are references that people older than us gays older than us would be making and it's like well, that was the stuff that I was cataloging as a kid. That was like, you know, yes, I know who Brenda Vaccaro is and I know what she's been in and I can and I can keep up with the references to her Playtex commercials from the 70s because I was documenting that stuff on my own or like other things she was doing. You know what I mean? When I was a kid. And then it comes off as you're, you're mature for your age. You know, it comes right. off, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I certainly use that to my advantage in my 20s. You know, it was like, oh, what are you? Yeah, right? Uh, it was hey, like. daddy. Hey, Daddy. You know, I'm limber and I can keep up with all your references. Wait, 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 wait. What's our what's our guest podcast uh, caster's name? Uh, Rochelle, what's her name? Oh, oh, Maxine. Oh, Maxine. Maxine. She knows about Daddy. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, I daddy. know who Brenda Vaccaro is, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. Am I good enough? Do you like me best now, Daddy? Shelly Winters is one of my favorite actresses. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you just in love with me now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that's that's an old tactic of mine. Uh, so yeah, so so the reason I bring that up is because I I don't see Trinity K Bonet or the the boy beneath it beneath the drag being that kind of documentarian. It, and I know that you know Good Times is not. A, I don't know. A very... you, you, I got I got to hand it to Trinity though. I mean, Trinity knows more than I think she lets on. I mean, she's mm -hmm. she's. She's very creative. There's clearly a lot of things that she has been exposed to and knows about. Um, she just, you know, maybe not doesn't talk about it. I don't know. Good times, good times is a deep cut for white people, but I don't know how deep it is for you know the black community. Maybe, yeah. I mean, that could be part of it. What it, what, it, uh, what I'm thinking of in comparison is uh, Chichi Devane. She was a queen who like had references that I was like, oh wow, like she knew yeah. some like yeah. deep Paris's burning references. She had there was that um, oh it's just so funny, and I've never even seen the movie, but it was just like so clever. There was I guess what's the movie called? Set it off or something from the early oh 90s. I love that movie. I yeah, love, it's called Set it off with Queen Latifah. She plays lesbian. Yeah. Oh, and, that movie is great. If you've never seen that movie, it's fabulous. And Chi Chi quotes it. She does a thing of like, "I need this money." Of one of the characters, and and it's oh, so. She's great. She's great when she does it. <laughs> yeah. She's great. She's great. <laughs> she's great. And so I think uh, of that. She right. Pinkett Smith in that movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Right. And Chi Chi's. I mean, that movie is technically before Chi Chi's time, and the Chi Chi's like twenty four or whatever. Right. But, like, right she's someone who I'm like, like she she could make like Dorian Corey references like she's someone who's done her homework and and so I you guess you don't think Trinity did that? I'm willing to, I am certainly willing to believe because people Trinity know did. the difference people know about good times if you are of color sure. I feel like you know about good times because there weren't that many there was the Jeffersons and then there was good times it was like those two shows in that little era and mm -hmm. if you if she was that young she would she definitely watched Nick at Night Mm -hmm. And Good Times and the Jeffersons were on Nick at Night. I don't know. That's why I know about Dick Van Dyke and Mary Tyler Moore and sure, I Love Lucy mm -hmm. and Taxi and the Patty Duke Show. All those uh, white shows, I know all, yeah. Well, you know, because of my mother, Donna Reed. Donna Reed, for yeah. sure. I'm, uh, I'm totally willing to, to give her. Yeah, yeah I'm willing to give Trinity the benefit of the doubt. I just, um, I when I heard that sort of suggestion that the jokes were written for her, I was like, oh. 
I could see that. Either she killed oh, it. Oh, it's or so sad to me. It's it really it's the magic of TV. What storyline do you want to believe? I'm happy to stick with the storyline that she wrote these jokes herself. And she Great, out. let's do that. Moving yeah. on. <laughs> Moving on. Trinity is amazing. Uh, so. <laughs> One of the notes that I wrote down is when, and we kind of referenced this earlier, but when Jocelyn was doing the lineup, she had this kind of like Catherine Hepburn, Liza Minnelli, wobbly quality. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's I so loved cute. It, it was yeah. so cute. It was uh, I, yeah, I really, um, I liked seeing more of Jocelyn this week. We also find out about Jocelyn's grandfather and how he's like her biggest fan uh, oh. when they're getting ready for the, the runway. And... And she tells that story about, you know, some Broadway actress who was up for a Tony and no one believed that she was going to win. And then she won. And I was like, who was it? Like, and that actress <laughs> was, and it was Sutton Foster. <laughs> like, who? You know? Uh, and and it also made me think of, like, if Jocelyn's grandparents were such big fans of her, I just kept thinking of her in those assless bathing suits, you know? And, like, Jocelyn's grandfather just clapping for her. I was like, well. Good job, Sonny! Yeah! Yeah! Good job, sweet cheeks! Yeah, it just... <laughs> Uh, so then we get to the main stage. Rue looks fabulous in the flowers. Rue, she looks oh great. my god! Oh, she looks mm-hmm. so fabulous. Yeah, she, and it was Bruce Valanche, mm-hmm. and he was a special guest. And yeah. uh, another white woman, another blonde white woman, Jamie Presley. Oh, ja- another blonde white woman. Right, right. Where mm-hmm. you were just kind of like, all right, Mary. Yeah, I was like, yeah. all right, Arden Marin. Yeah. I mean, I think that she <laughs> she had a couple Pam of Pam good- Tillis. Yeah, Pam Tillis. <laughs> she had a couple of good critiques. Like her critique of Ben, I thought was, she she was the one who had said, like, you didn't let any of your, your jokes breathe. You didn't let, let uh, right. a chance for them oh. to get them. And I thought that was a very good critique. Um, so let's talk about, real quick, let's jump through the comedy routines. Yeah, yeah let's go um, for it, man. So Darian, I thought Darian was great. I thought that she was in her element. I thought she looked great. I loved all of her jokes. I really, yeah. I mean, this was one of she her. Did a good job. This was definitely one of her better uh, episodes in or better challenges in the season. She really mm-hmm. knocked it out. Mm-hmm. Courtney, oh god, and you know my thoughts already. Like, and and Michelle actually said it best. She's like, if you're gonna do a song, it has to be the fucking funniest song I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And it's just unfortunate because, and I know Bruce Valanche was like, well, you picked to your strength. I'm like, that is such lip service. Like yeah. it has to be funny. And yeah. it, it just wasn't funny. It wasn't, yeah. fun. it was like, we're the mean gays. It's like, okay, girl, like, uh, I, I'm just not into it. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I the, the funniest joke she told was like, hi, I'm from Ohio. You know, it's just like, you can tell by my accent. Like that was the funniest joke she said. And Otherwise, right in the bottom three. Yeah. You know, no, I bottom agree. Three or four. I- like when she that that stupid joke about like throwing shrimp on the Barbie and what if I don't want shrimp thrown on me? It was like oh shut up like this is like even aim. RuPaul was like yeah it was just like oh, okay oh, yeah it was very cringy the whole thing was very it was I think it was probably Courtney's lowest point in the season um, oh she, yeah yeah oh, yeah uh, Adore you know I think Adore should have done she should have been able to do so much better than she did. I think, you know, she had one really good joke they showed about her grandmother always getting work done in Tijuana, and that's why she never learned how to respect her elders, because her grandmother right. was essentially never aged. And I thought that was very clever, like really, really clever and well-written. And then it just went into, like, a Doors saboteur of just a Doors saboteur? Yeah. Uh, of just, like, <laughs> relying on dropping off bombs and, yeah. And, right, right, and right. Shock- she just kind of spiraled and got very nervous and too aware of herself. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, she's like, hey, my first time, everybody. I'm just like, oh, God. Oh, yeah, God. stop. You Like, I think if she was able to maintain the energy she came out with, I think that she probably could have done pretty well. So, uh, and I think Adore today, I think she's grown into a queen who could handle that really well. Who could probably do better at that than she did then. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. And well, of course, we couldn't find out uh, on All Stars 2 because she quit. Uh, so <laughs> burn, burn. Uh, so then there, then there was Ben, and uh, you know, we mentioned the thing about needing to let her her act breathe and um, needing to be tell us a joke. Yeah, tell us I, a it, joke. It was, it was true though. It was just like, girl, a stand up routine, and I think Bruce Valanche said this, or RuPaul said this. It, it's literally one liner after one liner after one liner after one liner. Mm-hmm. And if you need to tell a story to set up the joke. It better be the best fucking punchline yeah, ever. And it needs to be it. like three sentences or four. Like mm-hmm. you cannot lose momentum. And that was the problem because it was just like it just sounds like she's just giving a a one man show or one woman show. It's not Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't jokes. It just has to be joke and then joke and then joke and then little story, joke, and then mm-hmm. little story that relates and then joke and then and then you're done. Yeah. Um, Which I think and Darian wasn't. and Bianca did perfectly. Yep. The perfect example oh, of yeah. that. Trinity yeah. did it. Trinity did it, yeah. Uh, which, let's talk, well, no, I don't want to skip Laganja. I was going to say, let's talk about Trinity, but we would be skipping Laganja. Uh, which I would the, rather. <laughs> which I would rather. I don't want to talk about it much. Uh, the the subreddit is, they ha- they have, I think it's just like a, a copy and paste of like her act. that With, with like, it's like on, on Instagram when people add all these like emojis after like every word. Like they've created this little visual art piece of Laganja's act. And it's, I mean, I I wrote down that it is it is iconically abominable. Like it is so, <laughs> it's just it it never goes on the rails to get off the rails. Uh, but Burr! I do. I mean, it is so. Yeah. Oh, it just it never stopped. It never stopped. It never mm-hmm. got good. It was yeah. It was so bad. It was so bad. The only part oh. of that act that made me laugh is, you know, it, and not her joke of it's very dry. It's almost kind of like your vagina spelled V-A-J-O-I-N-A. Your vagina. <laughs> vagina. Is they come on and to, vagina. Yeah, come yeah. on and vagina. Slaganja and vagina. Yeah. Uh, they cut to one old lady going, oh, what? <laughs> and then another old lady in a hat going, Mm-mm. like, Mm-mm. and I just like, <laughs> it was the old lady going, what? Like, that's, I want her face on a tote bag, you know, like. <laughs> Oh, when are you gonna start making these tote bags, girl? I, I gotta wait. So so for our Marys, I, I did a I started like a tote bag line a few years ago and um it's totally I mean there's tons of drag race references. Eventually I, all of my stuff to make tote bags are uh they are in transition from my move from New York to California. And when I say in transition I mean my parents' basement. So uh <laughs> waiting to get all that back so I can start up again. Um but so yes, these are things that are gonna be created. That woman's face. Um, but anyway, that was really the only highlight of Laganja. Then I know we, we've talked about Trinity, but uh, the one thing that a Bruce Valanche I think I, out, I believe I sent out uh, some of our Marys, including you, uh, a Snapchat of uh, one of those jokes. Uh, there's a Snapchat filter that, like, I was like, oh, this is Trinity's grandmother. Um, and it's yeah. with this kind of scrunched face and very square jaw. Uh, and you know, running my light bill up. That's yeah, all it yeah. <laughs> I I did get that. And uh, and you listen, Marys. If you want to get Snapchats from us, uh, well, you just we okay. Not to get off track, 
but we currently our only social media right now officially is our our all right mary podcast at gmail.com email address but i do want to just go right out and say that we will be very shortly starting a twitter handle as well uh because mm. i think we don't feel like doing facebook or no. i i think and twitter is yeah twitter's good it also allows us to um there's so much visual things that we talk about whether yeah. it's you know in the next episode it's the rupaul face that she oh. makes during the Trinity, the Trinity, and, when she just Trinity wants to bite adore, it. Yeah, <laughs> Trinity and a door lip sync. Yeah. Anyway, um, there's so many visual things that we talk about, including this old lady's face, um, yeah. that we want to be able to color the podcast with, um, you know, uh, do references uh, and annotate the uh, what's the tea episodes. So anyway, we're gonna start it. If we have 30 followers, that's fine. We're not gonna be offended yeah. if you don't follow us on Twitter. Um, but yes, uh, I. Think think yeah. that that's something that we should we should do but anyway so yeah. snapchat uh we found trinity's grandmother her filter uh recently um which i thought was great uh it, it was uh it was it was great for me um and great timing because i had just watched the episode so. yeah i i think snapchat is a great opportunity to take quoting a show to a new level you know what i mean like take making a reference to a new level like making dave matthews band references in snapchat like <laughs> Take it to the max. Um, so, uh, and of course, I, I should say we have not figured out what our Twitter handle is. I'm assuming All Right Mary is available. We will find out. Uh, we should do that very shortly. Um, so, the other thing I just want to say about Trinity before we move on is that I do agree with Bruce Valanche when he when he said that she got them all to stand up and like change the energy in the room. Sure. Especially sure. after Laganja, I was like, yeah, that was that was a really yeah. good idea. Smart. Sit down, yeah. sit down, sit down. Sit down, sit down. Shit. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then we get to Jocelyn, who, like Courtney, kind of, it just goes right off the rails pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I I will say this. I don't, I think Jocelyn's delivery is not bad. I think her timing in terms of just delivery itself, regardless of the content, is not bad. The content isn't funny. Like when she was doing the whole right, bit the, about yeah, RuPaul, RuPaul and, yeah. there was, I liked how she sounded. I just wish that the, the lines were funnier, you know? Um, she didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't the joke that she thought it was. Much yeah. like, much like the black and white look, the vision she had in her head versus what came out. Right. Very it was different. A little Toronto. It was a little Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. It was, no just a little, it was like, yeah, little Toronto, just, uh. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was was like, could I think of a pun using the word Ontario? And I just can't do it quick enough. Um, uh, And and now I'm trying to think of it as a Colin. Just let it go. Stop it, stop Uh, it, stop it. Just stop it, stop it. Um, And so finally, there's Bianca, who doesn't break a sweat. And I think really channels Joan Rivers here in a way that Mm -hmm. was really, like, nice to see, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, I think that when Bruce Flanch says that she's the real deal, I'm like, yeah, she totally, like... Oh, God. She, yeah, like, she's so... It's what she's meant to do. Yeah, totally. write jokes. Yeah. yeah, and she really, I mean, she was fantastic. So so we get to the critiques, and the only, the only I mean, there were a couple, I mean, there's a, there's a couple of great ones. You know, Michelle, I think that she was very spot on in her critique of Ben about showing who he really is, you know, and saying that like it's not about what you're wearing like it's it's uh it's it's really i mean reinforcing this idea 
which Rue also kind of reinforces when they're critiquing Laganjo, which we'll talk about in a minute, of just like, I want to see you. I want to see the star underneath. Like this, this is like a running theme on Drag Race of the judge is almost getting frustrated with this block that these queens have of seeing their own talent and, and trusting yeah. their own talent. And it's a critique they give Adore. It's a critique they give Ben. It's a critique they give Laganja. Um, you know, it's, it's you one know, it's, that... It's, I, I, you know, it's hard for queens, and I know this from the drag queens that I know in my own gay community in the chorus, um, it's hard for drag queens to be themselves when they're in drag. Mm-hmm. Because it's that armor that they've put on, right. and I and and that's what happens on the runway uh, during those critiques is you have to, you can't be the character at that point. They're talking mm-hmm. to the artist underneath, and mm-hmm. you have to come out. You have yeah. to be. You have to be able to show that that you're strong enough to have the armor on and be yourself. Yeah. Well, and that's I think. I mean, that's that. That's that. Like it factor that I think is what takes a queen to the finale or, and to win is queens who can overcome that of like being in their drag and still being themselves. Right. Right. Um, and, and so speaking of a queen who doesn't do that, you know, they cut to Laganja and she's like, Hey, Hey, Hey. And Michelle immediately was like, I got zero funny. From you. <laughs> and it ju- I laughed so hard. Cause it was just like, don't even try it. Like Pokemon trees, don't try it, little boy. I it was just, <laughs> you know, I I had kind of forgotten about this moment when uh, Laganja's going on and on, and then uh, Rue kind of snaps at her and is like, "Listen, what we're telling you is what it takes. I'm not gonna fucking steer the club, you wrong, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not for no goddamn TV show. Like, right, right. I love, I, for- I love that moment. I love that moment, and it reminds yeah. me so much of, um, of season one reunion when when Rue goes off on Tammy Brown, and it was like, yeah. you know, she. This is something she gets really fired up about. Right. Oh, is that Ella back there? Is that your cat? Yeah. Oh, hey, yeah, buddy. Yeah. You want to be on the episode? He's on, he's on it every time. He's on, yeah, he's always here in spirit. Um, I don't know where Marco is. I think he's asleep in the other room. Um, I would recommend, it, if you'd missed it, going back and watching that clip of RuPaul giving that speech because Michelle does this fabulous gesture while RuPaul's talking. It's just kind of like, she's like puts her palms out and like shakes her head like, come on. Like she's like backing up what RuPaul's saying. It's just this, it's just this fabulous like, moment this is just i had never seen it before um and i totally recommend it's like a little nuance i totally recommend checking out nice nice uh um, so yeah so I, I i feel like with the with the critique of laganja she she is insistent no that that is how i talk that is how i talk and i and i keep wondering i'm like i know that she doesn't believe that i yeah. know that she is hearing them i know that she's hearing them and th- there's something it reminds me of almost like when when Lance Armstrong gets caught lying, right? Mm-hmm. It's like there's there's something in you that does not want to give in and be like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're right. No, I know you're right. There's something that is driving you to be to to try to save face, and the 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 last amount of dignity you can hold on to is like, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah. I have to be right about this because if if I'm not right about this, then you have shattered my entire paradigm. Yeah. That I am phony and that I am fake. And she's 
holding on to it and the tears start coming because she knows that she's wrong that's why she's crying she's like no i do talk like that rue i do talk like that it's like no 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 of course you talk like that but what we're saying is that that's not you yeah that that's not who we want to talk to that is a that is uh that is put on First of all, that's put on. And second of all, it's appropriated, right? Yeah. It is co-opted. It is not you. You're a little white boy. Right. And that is not your voice, girl. That is taught yeah. uh, or learned, not even taught, learned and, and taken on. And it's obnoxious. And and RuPaul says it. She's like, yeah, I know. It's it's this kitschy voice. It's fun to put on. Yeah. But we don't want to hear it. Right. It's like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah, uh, and then and then obviously it spills into the Interior Illusions Lounge where uh, they're they're back there and they're like that that's not how you talk like that is not that's we know that's not real yeah uh, and and we never hear you really talking uh, and for whatever and I know she knows that they're yeah. right and that's why she's upset yeah because if she <clears throat> if she if she didn't know it she would have been like what yeah. what are you talking about. And at girl, this point, this is how I talk, girl. Right, and at this point, she's been doing it so long and trying to play it off as real for so long that she can't just give in and say, "Okay, I hear you." Right, right, uh, yeah. Right. It's like when a drug addict is like, you know, doing the drug, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, oh no, it's not a problem. It's not a problem. It's not right, a problem. It's right, right. And it's like they, she just can't see outside of herself. Yeah, and especially in this scenario, in this situation where she is just so. You know, she's just so in her head and in her feelings and and stressed out and not getting any of the positive feedback that she thought she'd be getting. Like, I think there's that sense as well of like, I mean, all the queens, I'm sure, come in, you know, expecting or wanting to do well. But I think there was such a uh, such a dissonance between how Laganja thought she would be received, not just by audiences, but by the other queens and like who she'd be on the show and like right. how fierce everyone would think she was and like how much that really panned out you know and and and, and how much that doesn't matter even because she probably was like oh a door mm-hmm. a door's not very good i my drag is so much better than a door's because you know i don't shop at the gap and right. it's like well clearly it's a lot more than that there's as rupaul says you know uh creativity uniqueness nerve and talent it's like well there's there's charisma. nerve there and mm. oh excuse me chari- charisma mm-hmm. that uh, that she's missing and uniqueness right yeah. there's nothing unique about Laganja mm-hmm. yeah. um, except that her looks can be very polished um, but that's talent right right no I, I think she's clearly very talented she's clearly very talented she's clearly a great dancer you know like there's it's not to deny her talent but it's like there's a reason there's all these other factors you know and and you're never going to get that charisma factor if you're not being real. You can't manufacture charisma. You can't right. like right because she's like oh, yeah, I can imagine. I mean, I am very charismatic. Mm-hmm. Blah 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 blah. I'm just like, oh no no, that's not char- That's not charisma. Yeah, that's that's phony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's grading. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think it's all. I think the feedback that she's getting is all even in even in the untucked lounge. Even when she's feeling attacked. I mean. Yes, Courtney was right. They really didn't handle that well. I think, to be fair, they were all kind of fucking done with it. And so, you know, I could I could understand Adora's frustration. I'm just like, this is not who you are. Would you stop trying to, like, tell me 2 plus 2 equals 5? Like, you're being ridiculous here. And yeah. it's I get that. I get that frustration. Um, and so, of course, I mean, you know, as, as we know, Bianca wins the challenge, and Laganja and Jocelyn end up lip-syncing. 
you had said stupid before, girls. Stupid girls. Yeah. No, before we get into the lip sync, you had said you thought Ben should have been in the bottom two over Jocelyn. Jocelyn. Mm. There was it. I mean, Ben was just in the bottom two for a critique that said we need to see more of you. Yeah, and we didn't see any Ben. Yeah. No, I I get that, and in a way, I agree that it was like, especially having watched it again this time, I'm like, I agree because that was such a huge misstep. Versus Jocelyn just didn't have really strong jokes. Like, it, it she didn't do great in the challenge, but Ben was really failing his second opportunity, his second chance there. And I think that that yeah. was worthy of having to lip sync. Um, the only reason I think, I mean, other than the fact that they were trying to keep Ben around longer, and I even if Ben lip synced, he still would have won. Um, the reason I think, or I could understand why they kept Ben was that his act technically was very intelligent. There, there was, there were some smart jokes in there. The delivery didn't serve the jokes. The rest stop. I get it. Yeah, yeah there were certainly things in there, like really clever wordplay and ideas, but she didn't deliver it correctly. And I just think that, whereas Jocelyn, none of the the jokes were not that good. Well, it's funny. It's like the jokes weren't that good, but her delivery wasn't that terrible. And so, yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know. I still think Ben should have been in the bottom. But she she wasn't. So mm-hmm. we have this this awesome lip sync that I think in the beginning of All Right Mary podcast when we were going through best lip syncs, mm-hmm. this was one of my lip syncs. Yes. Because both of them both of them slay it. Um I I hate when a queen rips off her wig, but thank God she ripped off her wig. Because yeah. that that little McDonald's oh, Fraggle Rock wig, I yeah. just couldn't. She just, looked like Marge Simpson meets Dee Dee Pickles. Okay, yeah, Mary? Right, yeah, yeah, meets about three tabs of acid in the in the in the woods. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was, yeah. I thought it was a good lip sync. There's, there's this moment that I guess I've noticed in the past, and I noticed again watching it this time around, where Lagan or not Lagan, Lagan, Jocelyn does this like drumming in the air moment early in the song, and it's really cringy. It's really, <laughs> it's it, like, it's, I mean, and I forgive it, because she does fine in lip sync, and there's that double But you split. hate, but you hate air guitar, so of course I you hate do. air drumming. I hate, you know what my least favorite air instrument is? Air guitar is, is high on the list. But the most offensive air instrument to me is air saxophone. Saxophone, air <laughs> saxophone. It. it is a I cr- knew it. criminal offense. It, you should go to jail. You know, there's that, or if it's right down the middle, like like oh, a soprano sax. A soprano sax. <laughs> soprano sax would be my least favorite. But and I swear to God, if you lean back while you're doing it, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave the room, and I'm gonna come back, and I'm gonna. Be very upset. I won't have. Gonna bite down. your pillow is what you're gonna bite do. your pillows. Won't be the first time. Uh, so, oh, Mary, <laughs> Mary, um, loves the taste of feathers in her mouth. And so, oh, Mary, <laughs> Mary. Uh, oh, I just love the way those Bowling Branch pillowcases taste <laughs> <laughs> on my Casper mattress. Uh, using my curly clips to. Uh, hair back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they have that double split, which I I appreciated as well. Uh, oh sure, yeah, yeah which yeah. was you know obviously the highlight of the of the the lip sync. And yes, uh, Laganja. Well, she doesn't sashay away; she sashays. Sashays. Which the Shots. note the note I wrote down was noble pony galloping away to silence. Like that's <laughs> what it looked like to me. Yeah, there was like limited applause. <laughs> Because everyone was like, what is she doing? Like, 
all right. Um, and then I, I don't think they show it in the main episode. I don't remember, but they do in the Untucked. They show her exit line of like, gag on my extravaganza. Eleganza. Ex- yeah, extravaganza. Uh, sorry, a ganja. You know, she's trying to make that work. Right, um, ganja. It's like too late, too late, too late for catchphrases, mommy. Ugh. And with that, we finally see off Laganja Estranja on season six. God, in a cloud of green smoke. Yeah. Ugh. God, it's. I think that she has certainly grown in however she needed to, and I, I I'm very curious now to listen to her episode of What's the Tea again to kind of like see what I think of her. I, I don't remember being that excited about listening at the first listening to it the first time. I remember not not being that impressed when I heard it. No. I, I don't yeah. think I will be listening to it again, but just because she's so fresh on my mind and just seeing her leave, I'm curious to see how she kind of these these interactions she just had with Rue, like Rue telling her like, I'm not gonna fucking steer you wrong here for the T V show. I'm right. it'd be interesting to see now how they interact in, you know, on a podcast together. So yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's uh, that is the queens of comedy, my friends. Uh, and you know what that means, Colin? I do know what that means. That means that we are on the precipice. Mother has arrived. She has arrived, and she has she has brought she's brought a creamy stew. <laughs> she's feeling. She has brought a, a, a spilling over pot. Yeah. Of uh, Campbell's Italian meats. wedding. Yeah. Yeah. She's, French onion. Right. Yeah, Plenty she, of cheese. She's melting the cheese on top as we speak. We are, of course, people have our new Marys. We are, of course, talking about uh, Paula Abdul, uh, and. Uh, We'll t- I mean, I don't even know what to say. She is, she, I mean, she's their most frequent guest judge. And I think on this episode, we're going to talk about next week. Not she, frequent guest judge, frequent oh, lip sync artist. Yes, frequent lip sync. Frequent guest judge is uh, LaToya Jackson. That's right. That's right. Uh, and, and yeah, she's the most frequent lip sync artist. And uh, I think in this episode next week, she is at her drunkest. And at her baddest. And, and it's so funny because, you know, it starts out and you're, you you just imagine somebody holding up a tray of stacked, uh, stacked glasses, right? Mm-hmm. Stacked glasses in pyramids holding up two trays of it and, you know, walking through a, a, a crowd of people and, and staring at very – concentrating so hard – to not spill anything mm-hmm. and that's how it starts and you're like oh this is not gonna end well yeah she is she is on tinter hooks like she is she is gonna go off these rails you know what it makes me think of is those um those obstacle course challenge shows uh like wipe out oh they, sure yeah. and where they start off they're like okay and then you can see when they start uh, to get unsteady uh, uh. and then by the time they hit whatever knocks them off they're just throwing themselves into it because they're just they have no they have no stability left and at the end of the trinity and adore by by biology lip sync she just <laughs> spills she just spills and uh, if you and it, we talked about uh, this in our very first episode of All Right Mary, so if you want to understand what we're really talking about and why we're talking about soup, uh, episode one of All Right Mary, uh, the sound quality I think is episode one. Oh it's the God, first episode. episode. Yeah, it's the first episode. Oh, wow. uh, sound quality was ter- terrible, right. but you know we grew. Um, 
I recommend if you if you want to get a primer for what we're in for next week, you can you can check out that episode because we talk about the lip sync then and Paula Abdul in all her soupy goodness. Well, Mary, I think that's all we've got to share with our Marys today. All right, Mary. Well, if you have any thoughts uh, and you're listening, um, you know, you can always email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Let us know your thoughts on Paul Abdul, on all things All Right Mary, on all things Drag Race, uh, on all things RuPaul, Lucian Pian, me, um, anything. Uh, if you want to know our Snapchat handles, uh, just let us know. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, as always, while you're at it, while you're, while you're showing your love for All Right Mary, if you could head over to iTunes, subscribe to us, leave us a comment, leave us a rating, let us know what you like, what you're not into, what you'd like to see more of. Just let us know you're out there. Uh, let other, other people know you're out there and that you're listening. Because uh, I don't know about you, whenever I'm looking for new podcasts and stuff, I'm like, okay, well, let me see if there's any reviews. Let me, like, it's one thing for us to talk about the show and, you know, and say, here's what it is. But it's another thing for people to say, oh, no, no, it's good. I've listened to it. And so yeah. uh, it makes a big difference to kind of validate if well, this is worth and, your time. Yeah, and you know what? I know that, that it's good because we keep getting more and more listeners. We have so many listeners. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's always nice to hear, hear from you since we're in your ear. Uh, you know, at least an hour uh, every week or every two weeks. Uh, we'd love to hear why uh, you keep listening. So. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, as always, bitch, get into it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Mary, I think on that note, we are ready to wrap it up, tuck it in, and roll out. Oh, roll out. That's roll right. Roll out. Uh, so. <laughs> uh, ants marching all the way home. All the way home. Oh, she wakes up in the morning. Cra- yeah, crash into me. All right, Mary. <laughs> See those dancing Nancy's off. Oh, God. We got to go, girl. We got to go. Oh, all right, Mary. Well, we will talk to you all next week for another episode of All Right, Mary. All right, Mary.